0: Hey, I'm Nate Flax.
1: I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And this is Talking Lion. Talking Lion is a podcast focused on artist-to-artist conversation.
0: We're primarily artists, a duo called Sleeping Lion, but we've been lucky enough to write, produce, and hang out with so many incredible rising artists since we started our project.
1: Whether it's at sessions or parties over cups of coffee, we've talked with our creative friends about everything. Music, life, love, and all the subtle complexities that come with being in the middle of a journey.
0: Talking line is about hitting record in these conversations and sharing them with you. There's no real structure, nothing really prepared, just friends talking about life and
1: what it's been like and where it's going. We recorded this episode with our friend Vespertine, who is visiting LA from Ohio.
0: We first met Vespertine when we opened for him at the Red Room in Boston. It was the first sold-out show we ever played.
1: Almost a year later, we reconnected in Los Angeles and wrote Medicine together, which became a single off his EP, The Hype Is Dead.
0: Some context for this interview, Vespertine recently signed with Kid in the Corner and had just announced an upcoming tour with Great Good Fine OK. He had been going back and forth to Los Angeles for writing sessions, including one with
1: us. An honest friend who gave us our first real experience of having an audience, Vespertine has cultivated a ferociously loyal fan base while staying true to his pop rock spirit. So, without further ado, this is Vespertine, and you're listening to Talking Lion.
0: Welcome back, Colin. How Hello. Are you? Are I you am at? great.
2: I'm welcomed. I feel good. Back in sunny Los Angeles. I love it. It's yeah. a beautiful day out. You were saying you had a, a, an exciting Uber pool ride over here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't so extreme, but it was it was notable. It was remarkable. Uh, the first, you know, I'm doing pool, rocking the cheap ride, and uh, the first other shared ride we picked up was a young man carrying an incredibly large... Combat bow staff. Oh, uh, oh, whoa. Which I didn't know what it was at first. And then he gets in and it, you know, it took him like, <laughs> it was just one of those it like, did, like, it didn't fit. Like, yeah, he was like the... kind of going this way and he was like, nope, that's not going to work all the way down in the corner and then back. And I was like, try going this way. Like I'm trying to help him. <laughs> and the driver's just like, what is this kid doing? And he's like trying to not scuff the upholstery or whatever. <laughs> how, is, how old would you say he was? He's probably like 19, 20. Oh, okay, maybe, yeah. yeah. And so he was just a little awkward about it. And then finally, like, Got it to fit, but it was like up, like <laughs> by, it was half in the driver, like by this fucking stick shift, and then half in the back. <laughs> and I was just like, "Well, that's." I was like, "And I couldn't not ask." I was yeah. like, "Yeah, what is what that is that for?" <laughs> I was just like, "Cool stick, man." I was like, "Is that for hiking?" He's like, "No, it's a quarter staff for uh,
3: combat." Young Padawan. Like, yeah,
2: I was like, "That's cool, man." So he was interesting. Conversation ended there. And then the other interesting one is, <laughs> is a little more weird. We picked up like a dude that looked like he had just got off like a some sort of, you know, construction job. Was he wearing something. the hard hat? No hat, but just like the vest and like a, you know, the lunch box and the yeah. Yeah <laughs> the lunch Had obviously been working. But dude gets in and he was sitting in the front seat and I was in the back and I was just like, oh my God, this guy smells incredible. <laughs> like, and I noticed people's like scents and stuff and his was just remarkable. Like <laughs> it smelled so good. I don't know what if it was. You, if you had
0: to describe what
2: the smell was. <sighs> it's difficult to, I love, uh, you know, La Balange, the, uh, they make like candles and scents and stuff here. I think it's an LA store. I
0: think, you know, that know. stuff
2: smells really good. I want to say it was in that same category, but it was like something else. It was something I hadn't, and you know, I've I've had like colognes and stuff and like, I've smelled it, but like, whatever it was, and maybe it was a combination of just natural smell and just a little bit of this other scent. Were we
0: trying to find a way to like broach the topic with him? Like, hey, <laughs> sir, I, 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 know I hate to break I, it to you, but you, uh, I was just so you enamored. smelled delicious.
2: I was just like too horny to start a conversation, <laughs> and, uh, to like muster up the courage to ask him. But I should have, no, I regret it. You know, hey, yeah, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You <laughs> That's know. true. I did actually uh, another ride that I had earlier this morning. I got in the car and this girl was like just decked out, like definitely looked like she was going to like film a music video, like sequin, super sparkly jacket <laughs> and like cool like headband, hair and a ponytail, big, bright uh, fanny pack, very decorative leggings and like bright shoes. And so obviously I got in and I was just like, I love your outfit. Like, you look <laughs> amazing. What are you doing? She's like, Oh, I just wear this every day <laughs> She's like, I dress like this for normal days. Well, I was and, like, That's awesome. People can't see but you I think you're the most colorful dress
0: person on well, our show. Well, so and far. I didn't realise
2: it too, but you commented <laughs> what I got here and then she did too. She's like, I love your outfit and I was like, Oh, so yeah,
0: describe it as like blue with like fl- like different colored like of the primary color, flowers and then like an obey tank top yeah. that's like
2: Pink-ish? Any Vespertine fan that might listen to this will know what shirt yeah, you're talking because yeah. it's one of my only four shirts that I <laughs> have worn it for like two years straight. So.
0: We, when we when we play live, like I wear like a black button down. He wears a white button down. Yeah, it's, we have like a, an
1: actual uniform.
0: <laughs> yeah, it came from like I was like terrified of like I, I have no idea how fashion works. Like I don't know what <laughs> matches. I don't know. <laughs> can't go, go wrong with that button yeah, You can't
1: go wrong with the button yeah.
0: down. I uh, <laughs> I love Uber pools, especially in Los Angeles, but it's always a bit of a gamble because you know, you can take the ride by yourself and it's obviously a little bit more fine. expensive, but you get there on time. Yeah. But the, uh, the converse is what if, you know, for less money, you wind up meeting somebody
2: who <sighs> you write a song with and then that song <laughs> yeah. ends up making a bunch of, like, It's You're the gamble. Definitely, it's definitely going to be interesting. Like or there, there's a chance that it could be interesting and that's fun. I like to take that chance. It's the chaos
0: of like yeah. the, the Uber system.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but sometimes especially in LA, like it's,
2: it's much better to not say that you, you do music. I tell people I like edit yeah. crossword puzzles. No, I've had that, yeah. Because I'd say 50% of the drivers... Because if they ask, what are you doing? Every day that I'm here, I'm making music. So every day <laughs> I'm just like, I'm making music. And so I'd say 50% of them are just like, oh yeah, I do too. Yep. Like, and they just want to <laughs> talk the, about the that. <laughs> yeah. And the SoundCloud's open. But then some of them are more, they're just like, let me hear your stuff. Put it on. Here's the Ox. Put it like... <laughs> And so that's fun. Like some of them are chill and then some can be kind of awkward, but You can you know. definitely shut down a conversation by telling people that you're a
0: crossword editor. I, I've been I've I've, I've gone there I'm like, yeah, I edit crossword. They're like, okay. Okay. No, <laughs> like, no.
1: Moving on. Moving on. Good to know. I'll keep D- that turns in. Turns the
2: other person in the pool like, what do you do? It's like sales. <sighs> like cool. <laughs> cool. That's nice. I'll I'll keep that in my quiver. Yeah, it's the uh, the LA survival guide. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I really um, don't mind it. The only bad thing, the only unpleasantness of Taking Ubers, I don't know if this is interesting to anybody. This is silly, <laughs> Uber LA. But like riding through the hills in the backseat of a car is really mm. rough. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. don't get like motion sick or no, car sick yeah. ever for anything. But in the LA hills riding in the back of an Uber. And if they're like a little bit wild, it's even worse. And I'm just like... Oh, oh, like we got to roll down the window and like well, can't and I, look I at the phone
0: like, if i'm if i'm ubering somewhere like cross town or something i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna get some work done in the back and then like i, pull out, like, to, like, I pull out my phone to like i out my phone to uh it's like you know shoot some text yeah. or emails and it's it's like two minutes into that i'm like what oh, no nope, this isn't happening nope.
2: yeah. yeah anyway
0: so so you definitely weren't born on a on a coast you were born uh in Kentucky, you were saying?
2: Yep. Good old Kentucky. I only lived there, or my family only lived there for a few years after I was born there. So I'm not, I don't feel that much of a connection to Kentucky. Do other you have know siblings? I do. I have three younger siblings. I'm the oldest of four. Um, we pretty much lived in Columbus, though, for, for most of our growing How up. How old were you when you moved? You know, I think we lived in Kentucky and then Alabama for like a year or two. How long? Um, but again, I was super young. So I think... We moved to Columbus. I was definitely in early grade school, like probably kindergarten, I think.
0: And uh, what do your parents do? Like, was there, did
2: you move because of, of work or because um, they just wanted a new? I think we did at that point. My dad was doing radio, I think, at that point. Oh, he cool. was like doing a DJ gig. And um, and so I think that's why we moved there. It's funny how little I know. But, like, <laughs> but it's fun to uh, conjure up because it's in there somewhere in my memory. But yeah, I think he moved there for radio. Um, my mom, uh, she's always done kind of this and that, odd job. She's musical. They're both very musical.
0: What do they play?
2: Um, my mom was a vocalist and she was in like theater and uh, productions. That's actually how they met, uh, was at like a, a show that uh, they were both working at. And my dad is a drummer. And oh. so that's where I picked that up. There was always a kit. at the what house. Do you, would he
0: like teach you or did you get lessons? He showed me.
2: I, th- I tried to do a couple lessons and they tried to get me to do like band, like in school and stuff. And, but right away, like, you know, I was maybe 11 when he kind of just taught me some fundamentals, you know, over, uh, you know, a few days. And, but from there I was just like, okay, cool. Got it. And then I was just like, <laughs> yeah. And then I, from then on, I was just like listening to stuff I liked, playing along with it, figuring stuff out and like. Really, just I guess self-taught, just like playing over and over and over for days and days and days.
0: Well, not I mean that'll definitely do it. The passion is, I think, the most important part. Which when yeah. When you're younger, like yeah. you're bored of it
2: already, like for sure. And I, I'm sure they saw that and they were like, oh, okay, he actually like wants to do this. Like, yeah.
0: So when you when you went to Columbus, did you like start a band in high school or something?
2: Uh, yeah, I started playing. Let's see. Uh, my brother started kind of playing guitar, and he was younger. Let's see. We, yeah, he was like fifth grade, maybe uh, oh. fifth or sixth. And then right he around then, like your... just two years. So he and I are two years apart. So I think probably when we started playing together, I was in sixth grade and he would have been at fourth, I guess. Oh, wow. uh, but he was, he learned guitar really well, pretty quick. And then I had another friend that like taught himself bass and we just like started yep. jamming, playing like Green Day and, yep <laughs> you know, the do easy remember, do stuff. Do you remember the name of that band? <laughs> Yeah, I think our first band was called Prevail. Prevail. Yeah, and we played a show, probably just the one show in our garage, it's like for the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. Like, just invited all our school friends over, like for a party. The talk of the town. Where we just played all Green Day covers yeah. in the garage. <laughs> it was great. I remember. I mean, that that's for sure. Like the spark. Like that was the initial. Like, oh, I fucking like this. Yeah. Like <laughs> just the the vulnerability and the excitement of like performing and. Like, I guess that was always already in me, but then, like, to to experience it and just, like, it's like a drug or something. I think you know. nobody ever prepares you for, like, the first time you see somebody
0: react, too. Yeah. I remember when we would do, um there's this uh, big thing in my town called the Ferry Festa, um, where it would be, like, they would block off Main Street, and my mm-hmm. dad's band would play all the time. And one time, he gave yeah. us, like, uh, a two-song, like, s- between their, like, set changes. Yeah. And I remember, like, all of our friends came, and, like, it looked <laughs> like it was the whole... Main Street, which you could yeah. see for like a half a mile. I oh, yeah. remember, like, you know, you're playing music in your house your whole life, like, more or less alone yeah. than to see everybody simultaneously reacting to something you're doing. That's, yeah. you know, I mean, egos or solaces and whatever, like, that shit really feels good. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's
2: indescribable. Oh, I know. And I'm very in touch with that. Like, how much I, like, I love uh, studying like personality types and just that sort of, just all the psychology behind. Uh, why i am the way I, and why other people yeah. are and so i am very aware of my uh craving or my desire to like entertain and like get that feedback and that like i'm aware of how much it like pumps me up you know <laughs> yeah. and so at least i've got it in check
0: well and of, and of course like the the paradox of it is that like you know you can't be up there like looking like you want it like you have yeah. to be, you have to be like cool and calm and collected <laughs> but up that there. that is but what also... drives me is wanting it because the performance part. is a conversation. Yeah. Performance is like you know we are having this sort of shared experience and it can't be all in one. Area or on the other, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, for uh, if a crowd is experiencing it on its own, that's when they're talking. That's when they're engaging with e- with each other. Yeah. And when an artist is up there, that's when they're like not necessarily giving anything to the audience. It's when there is that like communication
2: that you end up having like a really yeah. special show and everybody's locked in. You know. Yeah show them why they're here and like make it memorable you know mm-hmm. i think within a week of, of each other
0: i saw donna Missile and mm-hmm. um charlotte oc both perform and these are like fucking performers like i, I yeah. mean donna was like seeing like janice joplin like yeah she, it her was voice is wild. And, and and the thing is like i i had seen her because of south by and and also because of like Other shows, like I'd seen her almost in every sized venue, Mm -hmm. like you know, and this was a she's playing the L Ray. That's a big, big place. Everybody was locked in. Like you, you could feel it. Like I was in, I was uh, on a balcony area, and everybody was locked in. Like to have a performer who can just do that and all the steps that like come into play for that. But Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, you know, there is this wave of people who who recognize the importance of performance because it's like, okay, we could be famous on Spotify. But what if, what's that extra thing? Oh, yeah. be damn good at like it's having yeah. that. It's just
2: another side of the same coin. It's like you gotta, if you want this whole package to really, I don't know. I
0: Take don't, off. Yeah. Well, so do you remember the the name of the first song you wrote with <laughs> your band? Oh boy. Was it Prevail or was it Prevail? Prevail. Okay, yeah, Prevail. Prevail. For a second I thought it was like Prevail, I'm like, <laughs> before you get married? Like. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
2: <laughs> <This> <laughs> first song, man, I, I probably definitely don't. I'm trying to think of just one uh I feel like there was one about, something about, like, no one understands me. You know, like, oh God, a yeah. typical, like, middle schooler is just like, <laughs> Ugh, teachers don't get it, my parents don't get it, just want to play music, or whatever <laughs> it was about, like, something like that. that. That's the first one I have a memory of. But like I said, I think most of the other ones were covers, and we probably didn't really start, I guess that, maybe that was the first, like, I probably started writing more, like, lyrics and kind of making songs, yeah, around, like, 14, 15. What was your
0: favorite Green Day song to the cover?
2: Well, the first one was probably Basket Case. Oh, nice. And then, so we just did everything off of Dookie as much as we could. Yeah. Because they're all very learnable. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like, album cycle or whenever they put out a new one, we may have done a couple. I forget what those ones were. Oh, it's the one that's like... Da-na, 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 da-na. yeah. But that one, like, goes into then this other part of the song. It, like, speeds up. So the whole song is, like, and then it's, like. (laughs) So... Yeah, after that, I feel like after Dookie, we started like expanding our our repertoire and listening. To
0: the it's right. I feel like everybody had like there were two Green Days. Like there were people who grew up with Dookie, yeah, and then yeah. there was like people who grew
2: up with uh, American, American Idiot. Idiot. Like yeah. for us, that it was like was...
0: Boulevard of Broken. I mean, I remember when I first Same heard Boulevard of Broken. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Same like,
2: timing too.
0: When Boulevard of Broken Dreams and like Holiday and like, what, like Holiday you know, when September ends, like yeah. when those records, like when those songs <laughs> were like part of the thing. I remember. I had to get the kids bot version of Boulevard of Broken James. <laughs> my parents didn't like that. It had the F word in it. <laughs> and, I, and, and I would sing it along with uh, with like my friends. And they'd be like, what's fucked up when everything's all right? I'd be like, wait, that's not the line,
2: guys. <laughs> like, so you guys are ad-libbing some cool stuff. You
0: guys are like, yeah, I think you guys are being edgy. And like I was the one who was like under the rock. You know? I also so was like, when I heard the original too, I was just like, it sounds like there's, like, one person singing, but I thought it was, like, more of, like, a, a children's choir. <laughs> it's amazing.
3: That's, uh,
0: yeah. Mind yeah. Rucks, I didn't understand kids' Bop, like, from yeah, an abstract yeah. standpoint. but
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's a hard thing to understand, though. Yeah, <laughs> even yeah. now as an adult. Yeah,
2: I mean, I don't know. I,
0: I, I,
1: I feel that's like
2: it's amazing that a band can do that, like, have, like, them and Weezer, and I think, I'm sure there's other great examples. Or even, like, I remember... Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, mm. for sure. I mean, sure. like, we had just Stadium Arcanium. longevity of a yeah. band, yeah, and it's, like, it goes to show. I mean, just... Okay, yeah, I think keep, time of your life is going to be at,
1: at weddings for uh, the next hundred years. Oh, yeah, for
2: sure. Was that, that was kind of in the middle.
0: That was in the now, middle. Yeah, right yeah. that was like a different. But
1: that was probably like their biggest hit to date. Yeah, wow.
0: I
2: remember snowballing at uh, in the town rec center at a time of your life. <laughs> yeah, because know. that song spanned like you could hear it on the adult contemporary like yeah. dentist office station. Also, like, when that song does come out, like, the
0: Like when that that first like fake intro comes yeah, yeah. in, I get like a little pang of anxiety because I'm like, do I have to dance with somebody? I'm yeah, like, I'm 23. <laughs> like, uh, You're back got, in a bar mitzvah. <laughs> I'm back in bar mitzvah like time. <laughs> you know uh
1: yeah that's that, that song i think it has like this weird association but. <laughs> i feel that way about a uh, uh low by flow rider <laughs> <laughs> just like oh boy no, <laughs> yeah, here we go, go. about uh, to
0: get freaky cotton eye joe i remember i knew yeah. the dance really well but i refused to do it in front of anybody i'm like very self-conscious <laughs> that's of it okay so um and uh, and the cupid shuffle just because I was just like, I didn't know my like and rights and lefts. I did dance know moves, yeah. I didn't know my, well, I didn't know my l- rights and lefts particularly well. <laughs> so I'd be like, to the left. And I always was afraid. to be like, so going to the right while everybody You're was like, going to the left. I'd be yeah, like,
2: yeah.
0: like yeah. the L and the, uh, yeah, like my hands out. Kinda. <laughs> For all but,
2: the listeners, we're making the shape of an L on our forehead. The shape of an L, l on yeah. our forehead,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, that was a song. Oh. But also, like, I first heard that
2: song in Shrek. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that was most people. Was it? Did that song come out long before the movie, or did it? I don't, I don't think longs. Right? Yeah. What an like interesting. Yeah. One. I don't know. I liked Counting
0: Crows. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like that's the thing, though. It's it's cool when those bands have like, because then then you know you discover the band like wherever they are, but then you also have this whole long, you know, yeah. Yeah. and you get to
1: have this sort of relationship. Like my it. my first Linkin Park album was Minutes to Midnight, but then you go back and you like, listen to the old stuff, and it's like, yeah, oh. yeah. That is fun.
0: Yeah. Well, Uh, I I think my first Linkin Park was was hybrid theory, but even there you could go back to like, um, and same with like all the, all the metal bands, like, uh, escape the fate or whatever. Oh boy.
2: Um, so did you go to college in Ohio as well? I did not. Uh, so around 15 or 16, I started playing with these guys, um, that became my first like real band. Um, and we, well, in high school we were called no tag backs. Oh, like very like that. pop punk, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you're playing drums? Yeah. Were you singing too? Yeah, I was singing backup. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's cool to kind of like, I'm still doing that now. It's mm-hmm. cool to like have that history. The Phil Collins like. Yeah. 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 And then become the Fro-Man. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, we started this band uh, like in high school. And then by the end of high school, we had things going pretty well. We went on tour we had like a little record deal that just some guy started a little indie record company out here in Orange County actually and uh, funded our, our record and put it out and uh, like, you know, did decently, you know, for what where we were like right out of high school. We were like, this is great. Like somebody's paying to make records yeah and we have CDs and our hands. And so we did a tour right out of high school. So I, all through How high school. How old
0: were you when you went on the I joined?
2: graduated at 18 and went on tour like a couple weeks after that. Um, and so all through high school, I was very into art and I did a lot of illustration and graphic design and painting and drawing and stuff. And so I had some scholarship opportunities for art colleges that I didn't take because my band was going on tour. Mm -hmm. And I was (laughs) like, I mean, I loved both so much and it was a bit of a hard decision to make, but I really didn't like school. Like I just hated it and I wasn't good at like doing it. And so the idea of like more school was yeah. just like, ah, I'm going to go on tour. This <laughs> seems easier and funner and different. So uh, yeah, that's like really the crossroads where I made that choice to to start doing music.
0: What was that first tour like? Like was there any <laughs> highlight or did you sleep terrible. in random places? And- yeah,
2: it was awful. It was like a, a weird kind of... Christian rock, uh, carnival type of thing where there was just like 12 bands all traveling together, like in a caravan. And, uh, it was our first real tour. And so we were just, you know, 18 year old kids, like, and this was 2001. So we had no phones (laughs) and we were like looking at maps and shit. Oh my God. Uh, so it was... I mean, looking back now, I can be like, that was such a special adventure. But like at the mm. time, we were like, this fucking sucks. Like we, were, <laughs> we were just like playing parks where there was like barely anybody there. Yeah. And like in weird places, weird parts of the country and weird cities and stuff. We are just like, why are we playing in this city? Like we're close to Portland. Why don't we just go play there? Like we're in some weird, like Eugene, or there's like something even more obscure. And so it was an adventure. Van broke down at the end and we like, literally just like left it in Arizona and like we got it fixed and then it just like fucking <laughs> blew up and wait, wait, some, sorry it blew up? It just like it was fixed, but it just like overheated and like oh, caught fire and it was bad. And so it was just like beyond repair. Um so that was fun. Also I started dating my now wife literally right before we left for that tour. How so, did you guys yeah. meet? Um, we met through our, the church that we were going to at the time oh, wow. and yeah, we just like decided to start dating, even though I was like, yo, I'm leaving in like three days for <laughs> two months straight. And she's just like, that's cool. And so like, we've <laughs> built our whole relationship on like me traveling. I guess like that was the initial, like, if we can get through this, maybe we'll make it last, <laughs> you know? And so we did, we like wrote letters and just called each other and stuff and so it was like calling from cool, payphones and yeah, 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 like calling cards. So that whole summer was oh, also Jimmy Eat World's "Bleed American" came out the day we left for the tour, oh, wow. and so that was like our the theme, the theme yeah. all, And then the day we got or the day, so yeah, so that "Bleed American" Jimmy World was our our like theme music the whole tour, and it was quite an adventure. So it really made an impact, and then uh, and we just loved the music. And then the day after we got back from this tour, you know, we were all burnt out, and Jimmy Eat World was playing in Cincinnati. And so a few of us went to that show cause we were like, we gotta go see them play. <laughs> that was September 10th of 2001. Holy Ooh, shit. That night. And then, we you know, we drove back late at night and then I remember waking up like really tired the next morning, my mom telling me about 9-11. And so like, that was quite the summer for, Jesus. Her, for me, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, wow.
0: Yeah, I, I, was, I was in New York and I was in, in kindergarten and there's so much to understand about that specific yeah. Day, but yeah, touring is well. I I also went on my first tour when I was 18. And, yeah. and actually the, the weirdest place I wanted to stay in was in Columbus, Ohio. Really? Was that We played a house show like in a basement. It yeah. was the last day of the tour. And we wound up all—it was eight of us. We all slept in the same room, and it was somebody's guest room. And we yeah. found in the corner of the guest room oh, no. uh, a used condom, just like hanging out in the corner. <laughs> and no, none of us wanted to touch it. None of us wanted to deal with it. Um, and so we we drew straws, like for not who really would, drew straws, for who be, like sleeping next to it for who, <laughs> like the proximity to yeah. the condom. <laughs> um, I don't remember who like wound up where, but I, I remember I was I was definitely. Closer to the condom than I wanted (laughs) to be. But I think anywhere in the room was close to that condom. That's
2: so great. Um, Tour stores are good. So the name of the band was No Tag Back. Yeah, and then after that, shortly after that, we changed it to... We kind of retooled and we weren't writing, you know, pop punk stuff anymore. It was a little more mature. And so we changed it to House of Heroes. How'd that name come to be? It was just one of like three or five names that we were like, this sounds cool. I forget what the other ones even were. But yeah, so yeah, we just landed on that. It sounded cool. And that was probably 2002-ish. Did you put out like a record with, with we that? Yeah, we put out a bunch of records with that. One was on an indie label, uh, again, out of Orange County with a different guy. Um, and that was cool. And then we signed with um, this label out of Nashville and uh, put out five records i think wow yeah wow well maybe at least five or six releases and maybe three like full. full lengths yeah i mean
0: that, that that's got to be like what, like 50 songs or something like that oh yeah we've got a lot of songs <laughs> yeah
2: it's like looking through the archives <laughs> well we put out like a whole that. like kind of towards the end we put out a b-sides record and that was like 20 oh, wow. some songs that just were on various things and or not released
0: and what was your fan base like like a very
2: religious fan base?
0: or was uh, it more... Well, that's the
2: thing. We never really fit into that scene. Like we were all kind of had grown up in the church and stuff, but we were, none of us were very on board with what it was all about mm. and just like the way that the music scene was involved. Like it was just real weird. Uh, anybody that's, that knows, knows. Uh, <laughs> and so anyway, but we signed with this like kind of Christian record label because it's just like, our friends work there and our other artist friends like were on the label and we we're just like, Cool, this, you know, and we you know, we were still young, we were like twenty years old and so we were just like stoked. Hey, our friend's label wants to give us money to make records and put it out. We we're like, Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though we knew like ah, we don't really fit on it. Right. And so ultimately they did a lot of great stuff, but I think ultimately they didn't really know what to do with us because we didn't really fit that genre or that mold. So we did as well as we could kind of probably hit a ceiling pretty early on but were just, you playing
0: around columbus too
2: we played around columbus we did a lot of touring um we played we did a bunch of tours with like reliant k and oh nice and so we kind of fit in like that scene you know um, did you ever
0: play while jake was also in reliant no, or, no, or? no no
2: uh no this is probably i see we probably did one with, with them in like 2008 2010 2012 i think it was, we did like three tours of them
0: and you're saying you met Josh because of House of Heroes?
2: Yes. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he came out to shows in Columbus, uh, and so I initially met him then, and then he started working at a Guitar Center, to which I would frequent the drum <laughs> the drums, room, yeah. and yeah, we just chat about drum drums off? and would stuff. Would you guys do like a? You know, we never have. We have kind of played together in various ways over the years, but yeah, we've never done a drum off. I feel like he's definitely surpassed me in the like <laughs> soloing skills for sure, uh, but yeah. So he then he came on to play for House of Heroes for about a year uh, when I stepped down for a little while, and then uh, and then I came back. But then yeah, we just kind of were good buds from then on.
0: And um, do you remember when they started Twenty One Pilots, and in what timeline did that also co- like correspond to the Vest Routine yeah, project? Yeah, it right? was
2: all around. Well, let's see. That all happened around. I think I came back to play the house of heroes around 2010 or 11 and pretty shortly after he played with another, a couple other like bands trying out stuff Mm -hmm. uh, before he started playing with Tyler. And then, um, yeah, I think it was around 2010, 2011. Uh, And then, yeah, and then we both were doing that for a while. And then house of heroes sort of started, like we had fulfilled our label deal and then we did like, one Indiegogo release kind of thing. Um, but we all knew we were kind of, like, not... Like, we weren't Feeling about to, like, like tour on like, yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We put out what I think was, like, our best album. But it was just, like, there was nothing in us to really push it any longer. And so... And we were all already starting other stuff, uh, all of us. And so... Um, were you
0: married at that point?
2: Yeah. Yeah, mm. I've been married since 2005. Gotcha. Yeah. Um And so... Yeah, so uh i guess we all kind of disagreed that we're like yes you know we're not gonna keep doing this right um but we never broke up we actually just played a kind of reunion show uh at the end of last year um that's awesome in in columbus in columbus yeah we just played like it was the 10-year anniversary of our like kind of most popular album so we just played it was amazing. It was, it was <laughs> a lot amazing. of fun. It was super good. It, was, it ended up being like a giant show that we didn't That's really awesome. plan on. Like it started at like a two hundred cap place, and we're like, yeah, this will be fun. We'll fuck around, and play the album for family and friends. And just it kept selling. That's <laughs> so awesome. Kept so you- upgrading, yeah. So that was awesome. But yeah, so that band, yeah, we kind of started just knowing we weren't gonna be putting a ton of work into it. I at that point wasn't sure what I was gonna keep doing music wise. I was. I, like, have you ever played some of those shows at Vesp? Uh, those songs at Vespertine. No, shows? I've never really did any kind of crossover like Thank that. You. Um They've been pretty separate. But so at that time, I, I also, like I said, I did a lot of art and so actually when I, we started House of Heroes, I started doing all the art for, uh, or most of it, for all of our merchandise and a lot of stuff like that. And then I started designing stuff for other people, other bands and doing that kind of thing. So in between House of Heroes and Vespertina I was doing a lot of graphic design work, um, awesome. kind of figuring out if I was going to kind of keep doing music in some way and I just wasn't sure. Um and then I I started playing just like solo shows. I I kind of missed it right away. Like as soon as I was like that performance addiction. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. As soon as I was like I don't know if I'm going to do music. I was just like as soon as I let it down. I was just like, <laughs> "Oh no. Oh no, I got I got to keep playing." Were you writing like still? At that yeah. Point? And I did I just didn't know what what it meant. So I just had my buddy in town uh, who is a promoter just like throw me on to open shows, just me playing acoustic, which, you know, over the years I wrote a lot for House of Heroes. And so I had just tons of like half-baked ideas. Mm. um, And I just kind of finished a lot of the ones that didn't really fit for that band that I was like, oh, these are more kind of solo artist stuff. I'd finish those and then go play them opening for whatever show around town. Uh, just to feel it out, just to be like, this is fun. Like, (laughs) uh, do I want to do something like this? And so shortly, sometime around that, I just, yeah, I finished a batch of songs that I was just like, oh, this is something else. Like, this is a thing that I think I really like. And uh, my buddy Jesse uh, Kale, who uh, helped, uh, like, engineer and produce the first EP, had just moved back to Columbus. And I was just like, you want to record these songs? How did you and Jesse meet? Um, I guess maybe through, like, Church scene and mutual friends mm-hmm. and stuff. Actually, yeah, I was friends with another guy that he played for. I guess, I don't know if that was it. Yeah, we just had a lot of mutual friends in Columbus. It's a pretty tight knit scene of like musicians and stuff there. And so everybody kind of knows everybody. But yeah, he actually lived out here in LA for a while, but then he was moving back and we had talked about working together for a while. And so I was like, you want to like help me record <laughs> these? And so that was when Vespertine started. And I really. Even while we were recording, I was only barely considering like playing the songs live. And I was just like, I don't know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Like, I just (laughs) wasn't sure. I decided while we were recording, I was like, I think maybe I'm going to play the drums for this project. (laughs) Like, I was like, I could play standing up and like still be a front man and like do that, but like I'll feel kind of safe behind my kit if I need to or whatever. And so it was all just very like came together and I was just like, okay, I think this is what it looks like. I think this is happening. And I'm not one to really do anything half assed Like, (laughs) you know, it it would be easy and uh, to just like make something and then be like, ah, it's kind of a lot of work to keep this going and then just forget about it. And I I see that happen with people, but I I, like have whatever it is, compulsion, just be like, Mm -hmm. no, this has to be the thing. Yeah. yeah, And I, I don't know, there's something about it that I could tell it was good which I'm always second guessing if my stuff is good. So, <laughs> Were
0: you working towards a record or were you working towards more like I think we still didn't anything? really
2: know. And then just mm-hmm. once we got to like five or six songs, I was like, okay, this is good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and yeah, so then I just put it out and yeah, started to just catch on and that was great. So the first single was, I, I never knew how to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're saying your favorite
0: lyric is from that song. What's that lyric?
2: Yeah, the lyric is we all make a different sound when we break. It means that everybody has a different reaction when they are kind of pushed to their limits or when they hit mm. rock bottom or when things go completely crazy. I like, I like everybody that Everybody has a different expression of their pain or their, you know, whatever they're experiencing in that moment. So yeah, some people stuff it down. Some people go crazy. Some people push their energy into something else. And so mm-hmm. that was, that's what the line means. It's just like, we all have a different way of dealing with tragedy or trauma. Well, and I
0: think that, that resonates with your fan base too. They all, yeah. I mean, they, they, they come from, from different areas and, and interact with your music in different ways, but mm-hmm. like, you know, at, at the core, you know, everybody, a break is a break, you know? Um, yeah.
2: so that was, that was the first song. When did you put out that first song? Um, it was September of 2015.
0: Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. So I guess we all started roughly around around the same time. Yeah. Same time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, And and what was the initial reaction like? Was it like you put it out and everybody was freaking out? No, I think it didn't really start to catch on until like maybe early the next year. I feel like is like I think 2016 is when it started. Like we put out a music video and Mm -hmm. that. uh, Yeah, just like just kind of snowballed. And how did you wind up meeting DBMK? guess just when we they played with us in florida i think that was yeah i think that was the first time i met them cuz
0: that's where all of our our paths wind up yeah. like intersecting yeah. we we went to school with the kyle Boston. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: um and i remember
0: like one of the first times like i met i think kyle was at uh, a show we played at the red room yeah, at before, one of our room shows. Like a different show and then he uh, like wanted to get lunch. We got lunch, and he was telling me about the band. And then we were asked to to play, it. and we didn't know who you were. We, I I don't even think we we necessarily looked it up. We just were like,
1: hey, we'll do this yeah, open, show. Hoping for someone at the Red Room, see what happens. Because
0: we, we were being asked to play the Red Room pretty frequently. We were sort of like the ringers. You yeah, know, we'd be yeah.
1: called because we
0: were quick and like you could it. let us know a day before, and we'd be there. Yeah. Um. So, but I remember very specifically that when we arrived there, it was raining a little bit, and there was a line like down the block, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. And we did not expect it or known that like it was, I mean, it was a sold out show, Yeah. Uh, which also like we, we, we played like the room being packed before, but we'd never seen people line up outside. Yeah. <laughs> it, and even to the point where like, as we were walking there, I heard uh, like somebody whisper like, Oh, that's Sleeping Lion, <laughs> and like that's never happened to us before. Like, I'm uh, like, do I wave? Like, what? <laughs> so we we in. You know, I remember, yeah, you guys are prepping and setting up and everything. And it was one of the most incredible shows yeah, we awesome ever played. Fun. I mean, I, yeah. I I've done. I've told you this before. Like before the show, we didn't have like fans, and then after the show, we had people like tweeting and like <laughs> Instagramming and everything. It was like a crazy like crossover that's episode. So great! Now I remember
2: um, coming out to see you guys. Uh, I, I probably. Watched more of you than I did most other opening <laughs> bands because I was just like, "This is cool, man!" Like, I think you just had like SPD and a piano and yeah, like, yeah, sax that, and, pretty and, pretty yeah, a kid, yeah. Pretty much it. yeah. And um, I was just like, "This is cool. This is something." Well, it was it was fun. I mean,
0: it was just it was a packed room. I remember also like afterwards, like people were lining up for all of us. I mean, they they,
1: they mobbed yeah. Yeah. the like lobby
0: of the yeah. of the room. Yeah, those fans are just so um,
1: intense. Uh, they, like, they just I, care so. I, much I got like yeah. four
0: things of kale juice to give to. Jesse, <laughs> uh, which I, I'm like, I don't know. I know him just as well as you guys
1: do.
2: Like <laughs> Pass it along. just
0: like, yeah, it's probably better if, uh, if you went to him directly. So they're like, yeah, tell, like, tell him that Cara gave him this kale juice. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, that was a crazy show. And then like the, the coincidences stacking, like as we were driving out to Los Angeles, we stopped in Nashville and, you know, we were told we were going to be in a session with Fangs, who, who was also on, on, on the podcast. Uh, and so we went to see Fangs live mm-hmm. and as we're waiting outside, like we came a little bit early to the venue, you guys pass a uh, spy. I'm like, it takes me to say, I'm like, hello, hello? is that, <laughs> are you Vespertine? team? Like, <laughs> it's like the odds of just that we would all sort of be in that like spot yeah, too. Cause yeah. we didn't know you were playing with, with Fangs that night either. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we, uh, we finally came together in Los Angeles and we, we wrote medicine together. That's right. Which, I remember that. That was you were you were out, right? Yeah, I was think it was in, I might have been in Boston
2: or Rome I think or you something. were like out of the country. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah it was cuz it was January of 2018. Yeah. My, my um, I remember we had that beat that that you you sent over Now just like it was like a and, uh, and we were talking about your wife, we were talking about the, the migraines. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh yeah it was it was I remember like the when when you first like like the like the piano comes in and the like that that section comes and and I remember when you first hit that melody now the we could
3: be all right. yeah I'm
2: like that's yeah, that's we some special stuff. I remember uh, I don't know why I remember this, but I just remember you uh, saying when I was saying the melody, we could be all right. I could be a medicine. So I was singing it more like, online, oh yeah, and you were like, no, just like say it, like finish it quicker. You're just like, yeah. I can be
3: a medicine. I like, and we oh, that right. space, That's right? Like, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um,
0: I love to, I, I mean, the, the the evolution of a song is always like so interesting to, to track. But mm-hmm. I think a good chunk of the song was finished while I was visiting my best friend in Philly. So I remember being like in like his basement, like everybody's drinking around me. And uh, and like I'm hearing the the ending, I'm like, what if we drop out everything at the very end? And it's like we can, we can,
3: we can we can, can, this it like
2: counterpoint choir thing. Yeah, like, we did the kind of chanty thing. Yeah, yeah. All the right way through the end. Yeah, because yeah. well,
0: you were saying I remember because we also talked about it on the phone. Like a song develops remotely in such mm-hmm. amazing ways, you know. Um I remember we were going back and forth about the please take two of these and where that lined up on the phrase yeah, and like, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember you were like, yeah, I wrote this like really cool like sort of chanting part, and uh, but I don't know, like maybe we can have like that cold place sort of idea going. I'm hearing it, I'm like, what if we were to like counterpoint it with the <laughs> the chorus and then Noah yeah, throws in yeah. this other little thing, or whatever. And so when all these elements are coming together, I'm like, what if we just drop out all the instruments and we're just like, here are the vocals doing this like crazy constructed arrangement. I was a fan
1: of that. Um mm-hmm.
0: so yeah, we that it was a it was a special song. It turned out great. No, yeah, it was a good yeah. One.
2: It's a fan favorite too. I have never played it live and everybody's always kinda of begging me to play it live. So.
0: Hey if you if you do play it live send, send the videos over. All right. Or maybe like uh we'll, we'll hop on stage if it's a live <laughs> Yeah. We'll do the we'll do the counterpoints like uh, <laughs> as like a choir. We'll get yeah, kids we, bob up too. The
2: song needs more vocalists for sure. Yeah, no, it's
0: a you know it's a special song. And what was cool too is that like it was it was all of us. You know, it's yeah. like we like this this history that we we had from like that first show in Boston to Nashville. It's like the momentum of it.
2: Yeah, and that whole that that was one of two co-written songs on that EP, on Hype is oh, Dead, I which I wrote the whole first EP just by myself, even before going in with Jesse. And so to write with, you know, I wrote with a band for years and years mm-hmm. uh, in a bit of a different way. Yeah. And so the collaborations uh, regarding lyrics and melody and stuff like that really, was still kind of new to me when well i mean and, I and, and
0: learning to how, how to collaborate as a skill in itself like i feel yeah like you and i are similar in the sense that we're very particular especially when it comes to words so i remember yeah. like it was more for some people it's like you write a, a line and that's the line for other people it's like you write a line and that's the idea mm-hmm. of yeah. it. and then somebody yeah. has to go like that that artist has to go and like do so yeah. I, I know like a lot of the verses like we had thrown around ideas but like like in the 24 hours between our session and when I got a text from you, like the, the verse has sort of come. Yeah. Clear. Cause at a certain point, like, like certain artists need to like express that, that thing. Yeah. But collaborate. I feel like collaboration in a lot of ways, is just like sparks. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the fire, but it has to be the thing that pushes Yeah. the
2: final idea. Well, it's just something else special happened. Like it's, sure i'm capable of writing a, a good song on my own but like there's just something different that mm-hmm. happens it's like somebody that there's just something extra and like i now i really and i mean since then i've done dozens and dozens and dozens of co-writes right and it's always an experience and it's always great and there's always something just extra um it brings something out of me and i bring something out of them and like yeah there's something special about yeah, it Yeah, i
1: feel like i feel like the the difficulty of co-writing and also the beauty and it rests in like the phrase like I never would have done that yeah you know it's like it's a lot of stuff you're just like I never would have done that like that but yes and sometimes that's frustrating sometimes it's like really beautiful because sometimes
0: it's like I never would have done that and so it doesn't fit for my artist yeah
2: yeah it's like I never would have done that it's everything I wanted to say
1: yeah Yeah, that's
0: the balance
2: is figuring that out like oh cool I think like I love what you did with that but does it work for me? Yeah. Kind of, you know, well, like, I remember
0: we, we were sort of tossing ideas back and forth and nothing was like sticking. And we went outside to the backyard and, you know, I was like, How, how have you been? I know you've been traveling a lot and, and you're like, It's good. I just, I know it's hard being away from everybody. Like, my wife has these migraines mm-hmm. and we started talking about the migraines. And like, yeah. I remember she sent you like a list of like words to yeah, like yeah. The associated with everything. And so mm-hmm. the whole idea was a sort of like organic development of like, yeah very like a very genuine it was it was a conversation we had to go down yeah exactly as any good song is it's sort of this like conversation that culminates you know yeah Uh, that's that's the purpose of a good song you know a song is is something that's specific yet relatable universal and um and yet real so it's it's i don't know it's cool that we all got to do that together so i got i got some myspace questions are you ready for some rapid fire yes rapid fire stuff yep uh what do you prefer to drink in the morning coffee Can you do push-ups? Yes. What's your favorite meal? Pizza. Favorite non-musical hobby? Uh, Art. Uh, Like digital or? Uh, Yeah,
2: illustration and drawing, graphic art.
0: Uh, Middle name? Mark. Three thoughts at this very moment.
2: Uh, It's beautiful outside. I really have to pee. (laughs) And... Uh, I'm just amped on coffee. Yeah. So I
0: shouldn't ask you what uh, what three drinks you drink
2: regularly. Oh <laughs> what, what with the peeing? no, no, no. It's all okay. I can do that one. <laughs> coffee, Lacroix, and alcohol. Current <laughs> just, worry right now. Current worry. Other than peeing your pants. <laughs> um, I would say because I'm out here making music, like just that what I'm doing is good. I feel that. I feel that. Favorite place to be. Um, snuggling with, with my wife. Anywhere that is. How did you bring in New Year's? Uh, We just went to a friend's party. It was a pretty chill party. It was prom themed, so it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Do you have any reoccurring dreams? Yes. Uh, uh, Sort of nightmarish dreams of um, like shows going very wrong. Mm. Like like being announced to go on and like nothing is ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Very reoccurring. Can you whistle? Yes. Uh, Can you whistle one of your songs?
0: That was really good. That was, nice. that was some of the strongest <laughs> whistling. Uh, favorite color?
2: Blue. A. Hey. A.
0: <laughs> my favorite question. Uh, would you be a pirate?
2: Um, yeah. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I have a pirate girl tattooed on my chest. So I think that's telling of Definitely. a past life.
0: Yeah, we uh, we've gone back and forth. (laughs) I would love to be a pirate. So whenever I thought that was gonna be a
2: universal yes, and then like the first people were like, "No way!" (laughs) Sounds like a lot of work. No, I have I have I think natural like inherent tendencies towards. (laughs) I mean, it sounds terrible because you know pirates are like not great, but like towards you know just uh, drunken, indulgent, and adventuring spirit and just like conquering. Yeah, I do. I I love this. Pirate
0: captains are great leaders. It's true
2: legendary leaders. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't be, like, so villainous, but... Yeah, I mean, I would, like... I'd be a cool, like, Orlando Bloom kind yeah. of guy. I would yeah, sword exactly. fight anybody who <laughs> challenged
0: me to a sword fight, you know?
2: Yeah, I'd be very into dueling, for yeah. sure. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely.
2: No one's convinced I'm
0: going to die. I would probably also,
2: though, like, get, like, seduced by a siren, like, mermaid oh, or something, yeah. and that'd be, a, that'd be a whole side story.
0: Well, okay, so are we talking, like, <laughs> mythical pirates, or are we talking, like, real-life pirates? Because, like, sirens don't exist, but, like... <laughs> Like, I, cause I feel like I also would be, everybody would be seduced by sirens. That's what they do. they yeah, to tie yeah. me to the mast. No, but yeah. like, uh, yeah, real life pirates, I don't think dealt with the same, same qualms, you know?
2: I don't know. The yeah. Kraken. I think there's an overlap. There's a Venn diagram of <laughs> what in my mind is real and, and mythical. Definitely.
0: What songs do you sing in the shower?
2: New song ideas that I have to record the second I step out <laughs> into my voice memos. Um,
0: yeah. There should be like a like a shower thing that you can like yeah. record. You know, it's like. Uh, That's why
2: I always take my phone right by the shower because I have I know I'm gonna come. <laughs> you know why? Because it's like you're not, your brain isn't encumbered with anything else. Yeah, like it's not being fed
1: anything else. Yeah. You're it's just like, like meditation. Yes, it's great.
0: So these are actually favorite favorite girls' name, favorite boys' name, but name of your kids. Oh, because uh, these are these are for like people who like hypothetically might name a kid. Oh, so I just get to name. Mine. You got to just get to name them. Uh, we already
2: got to do we've it. We've got sailor. It's a boy. Clover is a girl, and Caspian is a boy. Mm.
0: Those are awesome names. Very, very pirate, pirate names. Very pirate. Ooh, you're right. <laughs> very pirate names. Yeah. Just Caspian. Like you yeah. yeah. name a whole
2: sea after and that. And a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worst injury you've ever had? You know what? I'm always. I've always been surprised that I haven't had worse injuries. I've never broken a bone. Or actually, I did. I fractured my foot, like a foot bone, at South by last year. Ooh. Um, just from walking. It wasn't a cool story. I was just like moving a table or something just rolled over. Mm. Cracked it real good. Uh, yeah, so that was in Austin and it was in the middle of a tour. So I had I played the rest of the tour with like a broken foot boot. I oh, <laughs> had a cane and shit. Yeah.
0: Uh what is your worst habit?
2: <sighs> worst habit? I'd say I can be very indulgent or sort of self destructive. Like in your seafaring. And my seafaring. <laughs> and my conquests of villages. And yeah. <laughs> no, I just like, I'll, I find it hard to resist the most sweetest dessert or like the most, mm, yeah. like if there's like a salad or like a, <laughs> I don't know why I thought of this. I can't even pronounce a, a croque monsieur, you know that sandwich? It's yeah. like a fried ham. Egg oh yeah. Cheese. yeah. Yeah. Like if I had the choice, I'm like, yeah, I'm going for the like yeah. the dirty shit. Yeah. And so in, in most areas of life, I'm like, give me the most, <laughs> yeah. give me what's going to real, really be bad. And then back it down a little bit. And that's what I want. <laughs> Um, what's your favorite book? Um, the Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. Mm. Ooh, a sci-fi guy over here. Yeah. Well, he just, he does sci-fi in a really cool yeah. way. He did sci-fi before, like we even had like the space program. So it yeah. was all just like imaginary. And, uh, yeah, I just love his style of yeah, writing. A beautiful a writer. Yeah. I, I
0: love, uh, Bradbury's writing. I have a bone to pick, uh, on his uh. philosophies on time travel. Oh, really? Well, cause he's the one who, who, Invented the butterfly effect. The, Did he really? Yeah. So he was the, the whole idea is that um, in in one of his shorts, I'm still working uh,
2: through all of his books.
0: Yeah, so. in one of his shorts, he goes back and like guys, uh, mm. somebody goes back in time. I oh, know the one. And steps on a butterfly and yeah, it changes okay, the whole okay, future. Okay. I didn't We're, know that was the yeah, origin. Okay. Versus Heinlein, who uh, uh, had all you zombies, which is. Like time can't be changed, and so it's a person who's actually interacted okay. with other versions of
2: themselves without actually realizing it. Yeah, I think that was called The Sound of Thunder, and it's about like, the sound of, yeah. yeah, yeah, like people that go back, back and, to see dinosaurs or yeah, whatever. And yeah, make a few little changes. But I just love the way, and that one I forget the exact line, but he just says something about like you know the hot tar breath of the animal and the steel fangs. Like, he yeah. just has such a cool way of like describing things using other things and like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think yeah. it, you know,
3: like, were you ever an Asimov fan?
2: Um, i read the foundation oh, series. Nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, no, I, I mean, I got, I got qualms with like back to the future
2: too. I, I, yeah, I, got, yeah. I got qualms with like any, any changing, time changing timelines. timelines. <laughs> like, uh, like, have I, you seen the OA? No, not yet. Oh, that's good. That's um, more. It's not time. It's more like dimensional. Umbrella stuff. Umbrella Academy it's is fun. also. Uh, oh, is it? Time, time I Travel days. Okay.
0: Yeah, I prefer like uh, like time stuff. crimes and Primer and. Uh, okay. st- like The st- third st- Harry Potter movie. The th- 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 <laughs> third Harry Potter movie. I think the third Harry Potter movie is one of the best time travel movies. Really? I stand by it.
2: I'll have to go back and watch.
0: Um, what's your favorite? Uh, what what is your favorite
2: movie? Favorite movie. Man, I haven't thought of that in a while. I could say it's the same with saying who's your favorite artist. Like I don't have a favorite artist. I might have like a favorite album. Sure. You know what I mean. Well, what
0: about like a, a movie you? So like recently? a current,
2: yeah. You know what I loved was that Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, the uh, Fury Road. Fury Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Fury Road's going. Um, I just thought it was amazing. I could see your music
0: going really well with Mad Max. Like that's kind of like does that sit like that level of like like. Rock, but like, yeah. like, sort of he- like intense. heavy and intense, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I mean, that's a, you really <laughs> love that, that movie. No, no, one's actually got like a Mad Max poster in his, yeah, well. nice, um, very Um,
2: it was just shot so well, yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. a beautiful film. What is your favorite candy, candy? Um, anything that will like kind of uh keep me occupied while driving. I love like red rope, what's that? Uh, red I vines? think it's a sweet red vines, like Twizzlers. It's not a Twizzler, it's a sweet tarts brand. Oh, wow. Red rope something. It's not licorice. It's just, like, chewy mm. candy, Or, like, tropical Skittles or something. That are oh, really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. That shit's good. And then I think
0: this is the, this is the last one on the list, uh, but it's a bit of a dark one. Oh, boy. What song would you want to play at your funeral?
2: Oh, man, that is dark, but great. <sighs> that was, like, a death sigh. I was, like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I was like that just was like your whole mortality. Just, like, my friends and family looking at me. <laughs> Oh, man, that's that's a great question. We need a
0: lighter final question. I think I need to, like, rearrange some (laughs) of these.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this should start off the the round of questions. No, that's... I mean, obviously, I'm (laughs) an entertainer, and so I, like, want to, like, provoke a reaction. So I want something (laughs) that will, like, make everybody cry or whatever. Yeah. I mean ideally they'll already be crying if i <laughs> For, yeah. live the rest of my life unless a, it's like a celebration like
0: celebration of
1: your life it's true you know? yeah. like
0: I've, I've always like i want weird owl i think that's that's what i've, <laughs> I've always said <laughs> I know. I'm I'm just like, like
1: the weirdest like i'm crying but yeah it now just feels weird um
2: man i don't know i don't know if i can have an answer uh you know it'd be, it'd be weird and kind of morbid maybe but it'd be fun to have the same song that like my wife and I walk down the aisle, too. Oh, whoa. Ooh. Yeah, that's, oh. That's, that's intense. Just like a weird full circle closure. Yeah. Wait, what, like, so, what song is that? It's Damien Rice, The Blower's Daughter.
0: Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, now that you mentioned Damien Rice, I think I want like my, my funeral song to be like Cannonball or something. Oh, that's good. That's Ooh. a good
2: one. Yeah, he's got some good ones. Oh, man. Or maybe like a, uh, I love Rufus Wainwright. He's got really oh, great yeah. emotional song. Like maybe him doing Hallelujah Oh or yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's a good. <laughs> good one. <laughs>
2: Um, so you, uh,
0: you you passed those questions with flying Excellent. colors. I, I give it a, an, an a, Sweet. a, solid A. And uh, uh, the grades, forget grades. Yeah, uh, forget it. Grades are not not important when you're <laughs> no longer in school. <laughs> uh, so, but you you just very recently signed with Kid in the Corner. Yes, congratulations! Thank Omar. you. Yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, and, and you've been so you've been writing at campus. I saw you were with Flint Eastwood too.
2: Yeah, this whole week, uh, her and I were writing together, and her brother Seth, who's a producer, uh, and Nigel, who you guys have worked oh, cool. with, and uh, yeah, actually the force. Uh, I think we're it's still kind of being worked out right now, but we're gonna uh, by the time this is out, we'll have an EP uh, coming out, uh, and me and Nigel did all four songs on there together. And,
3: uh, but yeah, it was,
2: uh, me and, uh, Jax and Seth and Nigel started another four or five songs that are pretty, pretty rad this week. So we, we awesome.
0: heard some of them from, from Nigel and like, uh, oh, cool. it's, it's some of my favorite from you. Like, it, yeah, the, nice. like you
2: guys, I think blend really, really well to yeah, as yeah. far as
0: like style yeah. stuff and like, like keeping all the elements that we like love, but like bringing in those like pop, ideas and stuff yeah it's, just, it's really cool yeah for anybody listening like keep an eye out for, for that yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're touring yeah. with great good fun okay yeah that's all of june that'll be a lot of fun those that's guys are awesome. great I, we're huge fans of their yeah. music so yeah tell them we say hello i will yeah that's uh i think we let jam to like easy at least once a day you know that'll
2: be a great great bill great show are there any
0: cities in
2: particular you're excited about I mean, I like playing the cities that I just love to hang out in, so I'm excited for New York. We're playing in the Brooklyn Hall of Music or whatever. Uh, mm. And so I think we're going to spend a couple of days there and that'll be cool. I wish we had more time to spend here. We're playing the Plex. Oh, nice. They're right on the street. Yeah, right here. Uh, but I think we're playing it right in between. It's like San Fran, Plex. Phoenix. So there's mm-hmm. like no time to spend here, but, but I'm looking forward to that one. I'll just have lots of friends coming out and stuff. So yeah. I'm and
0: uh, with, all, with that. all that, that's, that's coming next to you. Uh, you're in, you're in Ohio now, but you come to LA a lot. Like we were talking like, w- would you ever come out to, to LA?
2: Yeah, I would. I mean, for now, uh, while it's like uh, financially makes sense. it's it's easy to just go back and forth. And just family wise, like we have all of our families there and you know, a big group of friends and stuff. So it would be a major move, but I would we're, we're definitely open to it mm. um, especially. I continue doing more writing, production stuff. Because it's easy to be an artist anywhere. Like you can mm-hmm. live anywhere and be an artist. But we're on um, our computers anyway. Yeah. Right. And if, yeah. And you're traveling anyways. But if you want to, I feel like working, which I love, you know, working with other people and yeah. uh, other artists and stuff, it, it would be very convenient to be here. Sure. Though yeah.
0: you are a great remote worker. I mean, remember from when we were doing medicine, like we did a lot yeah. over text and yeah, over true. calls and stuff. Yeah. Which, like not everybody can can do that, yeah. I think, but uh, I think it comes from from sort of sometimes having to. like it's when, necessity, yeah. Yeah, like when we when we first started, he was in, in Rome and I was in New York, so it was like, yeah. we just kind of got used I to it. But, uh, we're almost, almost wrapping. Is there anything else you want to shout
2: out? Anything else you're excited about? Or hmm. Get the EP whenever it comes out. Yeah, lots more to come. Uh, we'll probably be doing more shows in the summer and a fall tour. But, yeah, just... Stay tuned, tune in, get into it. Well, thanks for being yeah. on here, Colin. It's yeah, good to see course. you. Of course, thank you, guys.
1: We would like to thank Jaegermeister, Outlaw Energy, and Isotope for their early support of Talking Lion.